The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's Wednesday again and another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world and we've got tons to talk about. So, yeah, you may have already seen the duration of this week's episode. It could be quite a long one. Plus, we've quite an interesting topic of the week to talk about as well with a, yeah, quite an incredible interview coming up. So, yeah, for those of you who are here for topic of the week, sure, you can skip right to the end and get that, of course, but... I would recommend that you do stick around, because obviously in the first section of the show we do have quite a lot of interesting news this past week, and a lot of stuff that hopefully will draw your attention. Hmm, it's been an interesting week in the bagpiping world, so yeah, let's talk about it. First of all, welcome. If this is your first Big Rab show, then... uh, where have you been? We've been doing this for a long time now. Uh, I think a listener actually to the Rab Show on Fuse was pointing that out to us that the podcast has nearly been going for four years now, which is nuts. <sighs> Absolutely nuts. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we're nearly approaching our four-year uh, uh, birthday and all the rest. So, uh, yikes. So, yes, for those of you interested, we do have quite a huge back catalogue. You can go back and listen to it. We've tackled every topic possible in the piping world and much more besides. So, if bagpipes are your thing, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. And let's face it, folks, not much of that's been happening in 2020. Uh, we'll talk more about that, of course, as the, the show progresses. But anyway, don't forget, if you would like to help support the show, you can do. With each and every show, we do let you know that we have a Patreon page. Yes, like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon page, uh, one of which we're actually really quite proud of. Uh, we have a lot of great videos, exclusives up there, a lot of audio just so much stuff back there, really. Uh, episodes of Rab Show Plus, exclusive interviews, uh, performances, tons of extra pipe and content for you guys over there on Patreon. And every click of support, honestly, uh, especially now in times of, of global pandemic, it really does count and it helps <laughs> keep us on the road. So if you'd like to help support the Big Rab Show, you can do. Head along to our Patreon page and for every click of support, you can be safe in the knowledge you're helping support your favourite podcast. Plus, you'll get your hands on tons of extra stuff. Loads of extra stuff, bye. Yes, indeed. Don't forget, also, we have ongoing promotions with the Piper's Dojo. Yes, for those of you who are wanting to improve your bagpiping or perhaps lift the practice chanter for the first time, then why not check out our 30 Days of Dojo Premium for $1? Yeah, now, it's not your standard uh, trial for, like, a couple of days. No, this is 30 days, and we completely drop the paywall. Now, that means you get access to everything. All of your live lessons, your one-to-ones, all of your Facebook groups and all of it. So we guarantee by the end of 30 days, if you aren't happy with it, then there's something badly wrong. Now, yeah, and we will, well, we'll not guarantee it, but we will definitely say 
that you will have an, an improvement in your plane by using the, the, the incredible service at uh, Piper's Dojo. So we would definitely recommend it. So go along, bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo and take advantage of our offer. Now this is, yeah, maybe expiring soon. So do take advantage of it when it's still there. Also, we do still have our Learn to Tune Your Pipes Like a World Champion. That's still up there as well. And it's a completely free package for you guys to go and download. And that's all available again, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. There you are. So go and take advantage of all those exclusive special offers. There you go. All right. Also, I have to give a shout out to people who've been ordering Big Rab Show merch. Now, I have to say there's been a bit of a log jam really in the system this last while. And it's completely my fault. I am not a clothing distributor. I'm a podcaster. (laughs) And uh, sometimes getting all of these packages out the door to the right people can be quite a task. So please bear with me. We have had quite a lot of orders this last while and we're doing our best to get everybody their Rab Show merch. So, yeah, if you are interested, you can pick up some big Rab Show merch and help support the show. We've got some real, quite incredible stuff on there that we're really quite proud of. So, head along to the Rab Show website. It's all up there now. BigRabShow.com. There's a little shop thing on there and you can buy hoodies, towels, water bottles. Just go and check it out. There's tons of great Rab Show merch up there. And, uh, yeah, to everyone who's ordered stuff and maybe hasn't got it yet, stick with us. We're doing what we can. There is a little bit of a logjam in the system. And like I said, it's completely my fault. So we will do what we can. (sighs) There you go. There's only so many hours in the day. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Now, with each and every podcast, we normally start our show with some listener mail. And this week, we did get quite a lot of listener mail, actually. But it was all on one particular topic that we're going to be talking about in the piping news this week. Yeah, that's a little bit of a tease there. But we did get a little bit of an email from a good friend of the show, actually, Chris Shepard, who forwarded, uh, he forwarded some of the news that's what's happening in the uh, Yuspaba, Eastern United States Pipe Band Association. And uh, some of the actual news that was in this newsletter that he forwarded to us on the Rab Show is actually quite interesting. Um, the Yuspaba Association, the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association, so whenever I'm saying Yuspaba, that's what I mean, uh, they're, yeah, they're holding actual nominations and stuff for the upcoming elections, which will be held on October 12th. So anybody wanting to tick up certain roles of responsibility within the association, that's your deadline. And as to how to get nominated and all the rest, I'm not entirely sure how it all works. They do explain it in your email and, of course, on the Yuspaba website. You do need to be a current Yuspaba member and all of that sort of stuff. And you have to be... I don't know, there is like a nomination process. I don't fully understand it. But there are positions available such as President, Vice President, Recording Secretary and Officer at Large, which I do like that one. Uh, So, yeah, for all of the full list of duties that you can apply for and all of the details on how to get nominated and all the rest, then go along to the Yusbubba website. I think it's all up there now. So that's yusbubba.org for all your details. Also, they do talk about uh, the Nickel Brown Amateur Invitational Competition that's coming up, and that's in October the 9th. Now, there seems to be quite a lot of pipe and action happening in Yusbubba at the moment. They're talking about a special Learn with Stephen McWhorter project, which is really quite exciting. That uh, Yeah, I, I need more information on that. Um, but yeah, for more information for yourself, if you want to do your research, it's on the Yusbubba website now and how you can register and all the rest. But the Nickel Brown competition, uh, the Nickel Brown Amateur Invitational really caught my attention uh, because they put on here to say that the annual judges concert will be live streamed on October 9th. 
which is all sorts of incredible. Uh, so this also includes, after the concert, of course, I have Zoom masterclasses with the judges themselves, and that's on October 10th. Now, this is all part of the Nickel Brown Amateur Invitational, and very, very exciting stuff to see that this is actually happening. So for more information on that, go to nickel-brown.org. There you are. So I have to say a massive thank you to Chris for forwarding that on to us, and he does keep us updated with what's going on in Yuspaba and all the rest. So, uh, yeah, for more information, of course, on any of those, go along to the Yuspa web- website. All full information is up there now. There you are for all of those. Okay, now, last week, we introduced to you a brand new section of the show. Yes, we are going to call it the Weekly Drone. Now, we spoke about this last week, and we basically explained it as an open mic. This is the opportunity for you guys, the piping folk, to exercise your voice. We will turn a microphone on, and we will allow you guys to speak your truth. I know that sounds very cheesy, but that's exactly what it is. I don't think there's any other uh, podcasting platform out there who really kind of just open the floodgates and let you guys talk about what you want to talk about uh, with zero editing. Now, we have already got some submissions for the Weekly Drone, and we have to stress again, we will keep all submissions completely anonymous. We did get some people contacting us saying, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a, a little thing for the Weekly Drone. It sounds great. But uh, if my band hears that I'm emailing you about this, or if my association find out, you know, the band could get blackballed and we'll never win a trophy again, or I could get kicked out of my band and stuff like this, I have to reassure you that it will be kept completely anonymous. There's no name in here. And if we do notice that there is anything that's identifiable, then we'll cut that out. So there you are. Now, the weekly drone is an opportunity for you guys to talk on absolutely any topic at all that's associated in the bagpiping world. So if you are so inclined, after this week's Weekly Drone, and you feel inspired, really, to let us know your own feelings about what's going on in the piping world, what's going on with you, your own band, your own circumstance, then email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email address. That email address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. So, I have to say then, uh, this is kind of uh, an introduction to the Weekly Drone, and I'm really quite excited, actually, because, yeah, we got really fantastic submission. So I think it's without further ado, I should introduce the Weekly Drone. The Weekly Drone Hi, Rob. I've got one hell of a drone strike in for you this week, and that's the topic of sexism in pipe bands. First, to clarify, sexual harassment is when someone is offensive, humiliating or intimidating towards you in an unwelcome sexual way. And sexual assault is when you are physically attacked or touched in an unwelcome sexual way. Unfortunately, I'd be surprised if you could find a single woman on the planet, let alone in pipe bands, who hasn't experienced sexual harassment and or sexual assault in their lifetime. Hashtag MeToo was and continues to be a global phenomenon for a reason, after all. But for the purposes of this letter, I'm specifically talking about sexism, which is an underlying and sometimes completely subconscious attitude that one sex is better than the other. Now that that's out of the way, Rab, 
I usually love hearing your take on all things in piping and drumming, but I must admit, I find it pretty ironic in your first episode about sexism that you, a white, middle-class man born in a first-world country, who basically won the genetic lottery for being top of the privileged pyramid, went on air by yourself to comment on an issue that mostly affects women, and then, after listing no experiences, came to the conclusion that sexism must not exist in pipe bands. I appreciated that you voiced your opinion, and that since you've said you wanted to get a woman on to discuss it, but honestly, what you said is staggeringly ignorant, as several women's responses to that episode that you've mentioned on air probably alerted you to. However, I actually don't think that's your fault. You can't see sexism because privilege is invisible to those who have it. Now, before I'm labelled a rabid, man-hating, hysterical feminist, not that feminist is at all an insult in my opinion, the pipe band community is one that I love and have found to be one of the most supportive in the world. Some of my closest lifelong friends are men I've met in pipe bands, people I respect deeply, look up to as mentors and feel incredibly supported by and love dearly. However, as a traditionally male-dominated pursuit, the pipe band world definitely isn't immune to a patronising or infantilising boys club mentality, or to the subtler forms of sexism that women encounter in all aspects of everyday life. Sexism can be overt. For example, an older player once told me that men are more suited to piping because women aren't as strong and can't last as long playing. Karma caught up with him a few minutes later when he had to wheeze his way out of a formation to seek shelter during a particularly hot street march as the rest of us, including many women pipers and drummers, played on. Or the guy who told me, during an unasked for explanation at my first gig with a new band, that because I was a larger chested woman, the setup that I was comfortably playing was rubbish and that I would need to switch to a small bag. Or the time I was the only woman at a band committee meeting and every man in the room, including the secretary, turned to me expectantly when the president asked who's going to take the minutes. More broadly, though, sexism can be very subtle. For example, when I've attended a piping lecture or had an instructor or pipe major working with my band, nearly without exception, pipers and drummers in the examples given are a he. Such as, if I had a piper with a trailing drone, I'd tell him. Or, you want your best men playing with you in the circle. I also cannot think of a single time that I've heard a man refer to a hypothetical pipe major, pipe sergeant, or a drum sergeant leading drummer as she, despite the fact that for some of those times I actually was a female pipe major, literally standing in the room with them. It's hard to feel like you belong somewhere when the assumption, or default, is always that a player or leadership would be a man. While that may have been true in the majority of players in the past, it's increasingly not anymore. Representation is a hugely important factor in encouraging women to feel included and supported. 
Seeing someone like you succeeding or leading is hugely influential on your inspiration to do it too. Particularly for younger women players who will be an important part of the future of our movement. The solution in this specific case would always be to use the more inclusive singular they. If I had a piper with a trailing drone, i tell them. That's not a difficult mental shift to make once you're aware of the issue, but one that will have an enormous effect on helping women to feel included. Another example of a subtle way sexism can add pressure to women in pipe bands is something that your lovely wife delved into in an episode she was on, which I was nodding profusely to whilst listening. Love your work, Sarah. The emotional labour women have to deal with. My band has roughly the same number of men and women players, but it is generally the men who smoke bomb immediately after we've marched off, off to run for the beer tent, while assuming the women, who have all just had a hard slog in the circle and would love a cold one, they will just work out between them who will stay behind to watch the gear. So much so that we have now had to implement a roster for the whole band, and even then, I had to chase down people from the beer tent to fulfil their responsibility. More emotional labour. I'm not their bloody mother. And a Y chromosome doesn't take away your ability to read a bloody schedule. Or most men will depart immediately after a gig has finished. Or muck around talking. And generally leave the packing up, cleaning up rubbish and picking up lost property to their wives and the women players. The women in the band are also the ones who bring the food for the events, or remind the male players about upcoming events, or are expected by default to be the ones who will look after the kids if a couple are both players in the band, regardless of the respective levels of ability. It's the band mum mentality that gets cast on to women players, and it's an incredibly frustrating societal norm to try and overcome. Now, most of these behaviours are due to conditioning, ignorance, immaturity, or not wanting to disrupt the status quo, rather than any bad intentions. As I mentioned at the start, I suspect most men don't actually notice much of this going on, let alone realise the incredibly damaging effect it can have on the women they play with. I also hope that any men listening don't feel like I'm personally attacking them. Or saying that all men are like this. They're not. But many are. And even a few experiences like these add to many experiences women already encounter with sexism in other parts of their lives. The cumulative effect of that is very, just, tiring. And for a hobby that's supposed to be fun, well an environment where you're disrespected and exhausted, even if inadvertently isn't something people of any gender would seek out in their spare time. Diversity breeds strength, and women and men both bring such important and different perspectives, experiences and influences to the pipe band world, which makes it a much more interesting and exciting place to be. If more men are aware of the negative impact of these subtle issues, try to notice it in their own attitudes and openly call it out when they see this kind of behaviour from others. 
that would be the best way to create a truly equal and inclusive pipe band community. The Weekly Drone There you have it. That is our first instalment for The Weekly Drone. And I have to say, that is possibly the best collection of words I've ever heard in a, in a long time. Now, I have to say it's a huge topic, and one of which that I do listen back to that previous podcast that I produced uh, on the topic of sexism, and I absolutely cringe at it. It's, it's just horrible. And yeah, they quite rightly pick out quite a lot of points where, you know, me as a guy talking about a subject that mostly affects women is just simply ludicrous. And I have apologized for that And before. I have mentioned it in other podcasts to say that that was totally naive of me. And yes, we do hope to revisit this topic and talk about it again, but next time in the company of female pipers and drummers. So, yeah, thank you to our anonymous emailer uh, for this week's Weekly Drone. And honestly, we will take our lumps on this. It's a podcast that I'm really not proud of, uh, reaching such a conclusion. Obviously, because I think it said it best at the very beginning. Those who have privilege, the privilege is invisible to them, you know? And me, sitting on my high horse, and telling everyone that sexism doesn't exist, uh, when a lot of people out there do have experience of such. And you just heard some quite overt examples of it happening. And I have witnessed that. You know, I have seen it when you go to a piping and drumming event and everyone always immediately assumes that the pipe major is male. And, you know, that you, know, you have to have your best man in the circle. That I've heard that. You know, and the use of pronouns and stuff is very to the fore, I suppose, now in 2020. But definitely, in the world of piping and drumming, when we are supposed to be inclusive of both sexes, then it is something that we do need to kind of look at and address. So, thank you so much to our anonymous emailer there for the very first weekly drone. And I hope this gives you guys a little bit of flavour of what we're attempting to do. As you can see, we didn't edit that at all. Yeah, it was a little bit long, but to be honest... So, so valuable. And if anything, we really hope it starts a conversation. And we want you guys to email us in your thoughts on this week's Weekly Drone. Have you got any experience of sexism in the piping world? Do you think it is a huge issue that we need to address immediately? Or perhaps is it just something that we need to keep in mind when we are, you know, thinking about hitting the grass again and stuff like that? Or we're in our own band hall and stuff. You know, do we need to actively think about being inclusive and all of that? I have to be honest with my own personal experience. I still stand over the words that I said on that podcast about sexism and said that I haven't personally experienced it. But that's because I am a man. (laughs) And let's face it, that their emailer did just say that the piping world is predominantly male. And... As a result of me being a bloke, then perhaps I am completely blind to everything else that's going on around me that can be blatantly sexist. So that's such an incredible email. What a way to kick off the weekly drone. I'm sure you guys will agree. And definite food for thought. And if anything, I would like to reach out if there are any female pipers and drummers out there who would like to be involved in a show to talk about the very same topic, please do get in contact with us. And if not, that's fine too. We want to hear your story. And that's the whole point of the Weekly Drone. You guys can email us completely anonymously and regardless of the topic, you can, yeah, you can talk absolutely freely. 
I have to say, I have to stress this though, that the viewpoints and all of the thoughts and feelings expressed on the Weekly Drone are not that of the Big Rab Show or any of our associated sponsors, but that is that of you guys, the piping folk. We are giving you a voice, a table to stand on and to shout, and that's exactly why we're doing it, uh, because we do pride ourselves on being the show for the bagpiping folk, so... Yeah, let us know that you're out there. Tell us what's happening in your world. And yeah, we'll bring it to the show. So I think you guys will agree. What an incredible start for the Weekly Drone. I think this is an incredible feature that we've introduced to the show. And like I said, if you would like to contribute in any way, even if you have any thoughts on this week's Weekly Drone, email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. What a start. (laughs) What a start, man. I really think this weekly drone is going to be incredible. It already is. That that email that we got there, wow, wow. In fact, I've read that email at least a dozen times. And yeah, once we sent it off to Aaron there from the Big Rab Show team and he read it out, just wow. Yeah, so brilliant. Thank you very much to that contributor. Of course, completely anonymous. But yeah, thank you very much. Okay, moving on. We have to get into some piping news. Now, this past week actually, in the piping news, has seen its fair share of tragedy. And it's with a heavy heart that we have to announce that someone in the piping world, really quite well known, has sadly passed away. Alex Duncan has passed away. And a lot of you guys will recognise that name. Yes, he would be the nephew of the late Gordon Duncan, and of course the son of Ian Duncan. And the whole Duncan family, of course, are absolutely heartbroken at such a tragic loss. Alex was such a young guy and has been really quite well known throughout the bagpiping world and has been playing for a long time. And a lot of guys out there in the bagpiping world knew Alex very, very well. And this came as a huge shock because he was so young. Now, there was a statement put out through the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust on behalf of the Duncan family and just giving everyone an update as to exactly what happened. Because ourselves in the Big Rab Show, when we seen the announcement, obviously we were absolutely gutted. But we, you know, we had to put the news out. We had to tell people that this horrible thing had happened and that Alex had passed away. And yeah, everyone was all trying to figure it out because we all knew that Alex was such a young guy and just what had happened to him. Well... First of all, before we get into the details, I do want to say my sincerest condolences to all of the Duncan family, and of course to Alex's fiance Freya, to all of his friends, his bandmates, to everyone who knew him. Uh, yeah, we want to offer our sincerest condolences. I think the bagpiping world right now is kind of in a state of shock, and this will not be easy to get over uh, because of just the suddenness of it all. Absolutely tragic. I have to say that there was a video posted on the John McDonald uh, YouTube channel. Uh, the guy who'd done the DVD on that for On The Day, remember, of the Spirit of Scotland Pipe Band, where he actually uh, filmed a concert and it featured Alex. Now, this was, of course, the Lothian and Borders Pipe Band Farewell Concert in the Royal Glasgow Concert Hall in Glasgow on January 12th, 2012. Now, this was just about three months before after Alex had contracted a headache, after which we found out that he had a blood clot in his brain. After nine months of care in the Nine Wells Hospital, Alex managed to recover. 
And he, yeah, there was no official diagnosis or anything, but he was on treatment. He, he was taking warfarin and all the rest to prevent any further blood clots. He then lived a pretty busy life for the next eight years, since 2012, and he graduated uh, from Robert Gordon University in Aberdeen uh, with a bachelor in nursing. And he was a staff nurse at the Victoria Hospital in Kirkcaldy. And, uh, you know, he met his fiancée Freya, and, yeah, then this tragic news seemed to happen just about before they were going to move to their new house. So, just before they were about to move, Alex came home and he was exhausted after his day's work, so he went to his bed. The next morning, he looked really poorly, so he went back to bed. When he woke up again, he appeared yellow and jaundice. Straight after that, he was admitted to hospital, and that was the day he was meant to be moving to his new house. The next day, he was in the high dependency ward in Kirkcaldy, and four four days later, he was transferred to the HDU unit in an ICU unit, sorry, in Edinburgh, the Royal Infirmary, where a lot of specialists and consultants and nurses and everything they could do to try and save Alex just couldn't. Uh, his provisional, di- provisional diagnosis was a hematolic anemia, where his body was breaking down, breaking down his red blood cells. And, yeah, the cause of it was just totally unknown. They think the cause was possibly an autoimmune disease of some kind, but they're not sure. They tried everything, and they cared for Alex in the best way that they possibly could. Despite all the knowledge and hard work of all of the healthcare staff, Alex's life support machine was switched off on Saturday evening. Throughout this, Alex was tolerant, he was brave, but he was also scared, as he didn't want to die. He said, if only love was enough, it would save me. And that, man... Those words have stuck with me since I've read this statement from the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust. Very poignant. Alex's first pipe and shooter was Dougie Reed, and then it went on to Walter Drysdale, and of course his dad, Ian, coached them as well. Alex's piping was a great joy to him personally, and he played in many bands, including Cooper Angus, the National Youth Pipe Band. He played with Pitt Lockery, Blair Ahill, Dran Brewey, Kirk Liston, of course, the band I just mentioned, Lothian and Borders. He also played with the Vale of Athol in Grade 3 and in Grade 1. He played with the Grampian Polis, Fife Police, and the Piper's Trail, of course, for the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. And of course, he was also part of the Arthur Highlanders. He also piped at many events held by the Gordon Duncan Memorial Experience. Alex will be really sorely missed in the bagpiping world. I think I've met Alex quite a few times, actually, and I think, uh, if memory serves me right, I think he did come to Rab Show Live last year, uh, where I met him, shook hands, maybe took a photograph or two. It's a tragic loss, and all of us in the bagpiping world are feeling it, and for those of you who are interested, you can go and read that full statement. It's on the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust, and probably reading it yourself would probably be better than trying to listen to me stumbling my way through it while trying to swallow down a huge lump in my throat. It's quite an awful tragedy, one of which I'm sure the Duncan family will find it incredibly difficult to recover from. So from all of us here on the Big Rab Show team, we're all part of one big piping family, and we're all feeling this loss. I want to say a sincere condolences to everyone who's affected by this loss and uh, just to let you all know that we are all feeling it and our thoughts are with you all at this incredibly sad time. 
All right. <clears throat> Moving on. There has been more bagpiping news that we need to get into that has happened this past week. And, yeah, tragedy is top of the list, I suppose. It's never easy reading stories like this on a podcast, I have to say. Never easy at all. Especially, ugh, I don't know, someone so young. It's such a tragedy. All right, I have to get into some actual bagpiping news. Okay, away from tragedy and such terrible things as this. I want to talk about the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School. Yes, they put out a bit of an announcement on their social media account to say that they are going to be running online classes. This is be both for practical and theory, both in piping, drumming, tenor and bass drawing. They also have Highland Dancing as well and Drum Major Proficiency. These lessons are going to be starting on Saturday the 17th of October uh, from 10am to 12pm. Yep, each Saturday. And they're also going to be starting face-to-face lessons in Dungannon. That's going to be on Wednesdays, 7pm to 9.30pm on the 14th of October is when it starts. So every Wednesday. Uh, For more information, of course, you can check out the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School social media. Um, You can get all your full details on how to enrol and how to take part in all of these incredible lessons. There you are. All right. This week, I have to give a shout, actually, to someone who uh, really entertained me this week. Shout out to Rachel Tom. Yeah, Rachel Tom, of course, from the British Drum Co. and from Glasgow Polis. Uh, she uploaded a little video of her having a little rattle through some hornpipes. And, uh, wow. <laughs> Let's just say Rachel has been taking advantage of the time in lockdown and has clearly been practicing because, wow, these hornpipe sets that Rachel are playing is simply brilliant. So go and check it out. Rachel Tom on social media. Uh, she, her video was just uploaded yesterday, actually, when I'm recording this. So this is Wednesday. So she uploaded it yesterday. Uh, go and check it out. Rachel Tom, drums on social media. You, well, yeah, if you're a drummer at all, go and check out Rachel's performance of some hornpipes. It's simply brilliant. All right. Okay. I also wanted to give a huge... Um, Yay, I suppose, for something that we've been working on here on The Big Rab Show for quite a while. And you guys have been asking us about this. Normally, around this time of year, we would be talking about the group Belfast International Tattoo. And of course, the tattoo hasn't happened this year. Thank you, COVID-19. But, yeah, after the Belfast Tattoo, what normally happens? Yes, the Big Rab Show awards normally happen. Now, you guys have been asking, Hey, Rab, will there be an awards this year? Will there be an awards this year? Well, we can now answer your question, and that answer is yes, sir. Yes, the Big Rab Show awards are back again. 2020 Big Rab Show awards are here. In fact, we're calling it the Pandemic Edition. (laughs) Now, we're doing that for a reason, because all the categories have changed. Because, as you can imagine... We haven't been able to have a competitive season this year. So we can't have categories like most improved band or coolest drums or best flourishing or stuff like that. We can't have categories like that because we haven't been on the grass. So we've had to put our thinking caps on and we do have some categories for you guys to consider. Yes, the categories are, you know, I love a list. <laughs> Best online band performance. Now, we introduced this category because we did know a lot of bands out there, uh, including Celtic and folk bands, have been putting their music online. Uh, a lot of bands releasing video performances and stuff. And all you know, some of them have been absolutely incredible. So we thought that this was a great opportunity to recognize some of the hard work put in by bands. And yeah, why not have a category in there to possibly 
yeah, have a Rab Show award for your efforts. Also, uh, the next category is Best Online Solo Competition. Now, this was introduced because, well, let's face it, that's most of the competition that we've seen so far has been online solo competitions. There's been a load of them. In fact, one of them is still ongoing just as I'm speaking right now. The Shots and Dykehead Online Solo Championships. I think they have closed the door now for entries to get your videos in and all that sort of stuff. So it's a closed shop now. Um, but yeah, we are now waiting to see the results. Uh, Shots are actually going ahead and announcing more adjudicators because the event is just getting bigger and bigger. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, if you have a particular favourite event, I know Cooper Angus had one. Uh, I think there was the other one, the World Online Solo Championships. Uh, I think, what was it? Whatever. There's so many other competitions, it's ridiculous. I'm going to forget them all. But this is your opportunity to nominate your own particular favourite for Best Online Solo Competition. There you are. Okay, now we did know also that a lot of musicians in the piping world were releasing music collections and new books. Yeah, so we figured, why not have a category? Best new music book or collection. So, yeah, there's books by Gordon Shand, there's Kyle Warren's new book, there's so many new books out there. Guys, um, I'm going to start naming names and putting things in your head, but honestly, if there is a music book or a collection that you thought in 2020... Wow, that's kind of awesome. Then why not give them a nomination in that category? Definitely worth considering and giving them a big Rab Show award, potentially. And Also, we have another category for best new product or innovation. Now, this specifically refers to 2020. and We are looking for new products, innovation. We're looking for things that are shaking things up in the piping world. Something that's new, interesting, and could help you know further piping and drumming. That's exactly what we're at. So... If you do think there's a new product or innovation out there that deserves a nomination, give them a shout. Now, we do have some old favourites. Yes, the Best Beard Award is back. Yeah, Big Brab Show Best Beard Award is back. And uh, yeah, if you do know a fuzzy-faced gentleman who has a great beard on him and thinks that should deserve a nomination for a Big Rab Show Best Beard Award, then go and nominate them. I think uh, Gus Sickard from Inverary has won this award now uh, four or five times now. I think it's just getting ridiculous now, Gus. And I think one guy who keeps getting nominated but has never won it is Andy Fusco from the Chandler Rand podcast. He gets nominated every single year. You guys always nominate him, but then you never vote for him. <laughs> He never gets votes and he never wins. So it's heartbreaking for poor Andy, you know, and his handsome face of fuzz. So who knows? This could be Andy's year. Good luck, Andy. Best beer 2020, mate. Good luck to you. But yeah, you need to be nominated first. So yeah, get your nominations in for these categories, folks. Also, we have best social media. Now, I have to stress, this is one where ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, we explained this last year, uh, that we're not going to accept nominations for best social media this year for ourselves and the big rab show team we did talk about how you know it is an open awards and you guys can nominate who you like and you did normally like us in there and you'd normally voted for us and that's kind of weird that we were handing ourselves an award each time so it was a little bit strange so that's flattering and all, and it's awesome to know that you guys love what we do, which is class. Uh, but this year, unfortunately, if you do nominate us, we're not counting those nominations. We're not putting ourselves in that category. So, you know, reach out. 
online, on social media, and all the rest, and have a look at and see what's out there. Some bands are doing some incredible things. There are other podcasts out there who are also doing some really interesting stuff on social media. There's so many other social media piping platforms that you guys can, yeah, possibly give a nomination to. And who knows who will win best social media of 2020. Very exciting stuff. Now, we also have another category that we're bringing back. Uh, That is most emotional moment. We do think 2020 has been quite an emotional roller coaster this year. Like we've just mentioned there at the start of the show, we have had some big tragedy in the piping world uh, with some quite well-known figures passing away. And we've also had some huge competitions cancelled and the plug pulled. We've had concerts cancelled. It's been quite an emotional year for some of us in the piping world. And yeah, that's worth some thought. Give it some thought. Yep, the most emotional moment of 2020. Yeah, what's worth your nomination in there, folks? And of course, bringing up the the end of the Big Rab Show Awards, we have the Big Rab Show Legend Award. Is there someone out there in the piping world that you class as being an absolute legend? Now, you don't have to explain to us why that person is a legend. It could be uh, it could be anyone, you know? It could be your own pipe major, your own lead tipper. It could be anyone. So, yeah, if you feel that you have a legend that you would like to nominate for that award and have people vote for, then get your nominations in. You have until the 26th of September. There you are. You've been warned. You have to 12 p.m. UK time to get your nominations in by the 26th of September. That email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. I've already told you that about 100 times. Uh, but yeah, that's where your nominations go. So those are your categories. Get your nominations in. And that's one thing that we always get every year with the Big Rab Show Awards when we announce the finalists. We always get complaints saying, oh, Inferiori should have been in there. Oh, you know, Boghall should have been included in there. Well, our number one retort is always, did you nominate them? Well, if you didn't nominate them, then how could they be in there? So, if you want your own particular favourite, whatever, get them nominated. You know, pass us the name of whatever book, whatever product, whatever beard you think should win the award. If you don't nominate them, then people can't vote for them. So get your nominations in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. You do have until the 26th, there you are, of September. So Big Rab Show Awards is back, baby. And I know a lot of people are actually quite excited about that. We announced it last night on Fuse FM Balamoney. And the amount of text messages <laughs> and Facebook notes and stuff, oh, and the tweets as well. Yeah, a load of people really excited for Rab Show Awards 2020. They are different. It's not as big and as flash as normal, but we would normally do the Big Rab Show Awards. It's a big deal. And there's a lot of categories and stuff. Uh, but this year it's a little bit more subdued, but I think that's a result of... Yeah, the COVID carry-on. So, yeah, Big Rab Show Awards this year is different, but we do hope you guys will get involved. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of fun. Why not? Okay, now I did mention online piping and drumming competitions, and there's one such competition I wanted to draw your attention to. Turf and District. Yes. Turf and District Pipe Band are holding an online solo piping and drumming championship. And online entries are now open. 
Now, you can contact Turrifan District, of course, and check out full details. They're all available through their social media page. They have world-class soloists and band leaders on the judging panel, and they'll be talking more about that as they progress through the competition. They also have prizes from McCallum Bagpipes, Chesney, R.G. Hardy, uh, Blair Digital Chanters and Reeds. Uh, I'm talking about Reeds. G1 Reeds, <laughs> Akatabui Bagpipe Specialist, Scott Curry Music. The, the the bagpipe refurb co Kyle Warren bagpipes John Dew composition. There's so many prizes available in this, and that's only I haven't even mentioned them all. And someone's going to get annoyed because I didn't mention them. Ah, this could be stuff that Rab got wrong. Uh, but honestly, go and check out Turf and District Pipe Band and their online piping and drumming solo competition. Definitely worth considering. Get your entry forms in. All your full rules and all your categories are all up there as well. So go and have a look at their social media if you are interested in taking part in some solo action. And, yeah, good luck to everyone. There you are. Okay. This week, I wanted to give a shout to the guys at the Up To The Line Pipe Band podcast. Go on, Up To The Line! You! Where I have to say it was... Awesome to see that the Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast have released another bonus episode. I love these bonus episodes that they're doing. It's really fun. Uh, where they actually interview some folk from the piping world. And this time round, they've interviewed Isla Stout and Lachlan Gibb. Now, these guys, of course, might be familiar to a lot of you. And that's because, yes, we announced it here on the Rab Show a while ago that they actually received an internship at Preston Lodge High School. So they talk to the guys and say, well, you're going into this new role of teaching in Preston Lodge School. What, what's in front of you? It's a fascinating interview with both of them. And I have to say, uh, Scott at one point appeared to be hitting on Isla. That's all I'm going to say there. Uh, Scott was like, you're brilliant. I love you. You're class. You're lethal. I think you're brilliant. Uh, so it's it's very, very good interview. <laughs> have to say i'm only joking by the way of course he's not hitting on her but i just thought it was an incredible podcast this week the bonus episode of course with isla stout and lachlan gibb really really interesting to hear from both those guys and to hear about their approach to education and teaching people in a school setting as well as a band setting and all that very very interesting stuff so if you guys haven't checked out the up to the line pipe band podcast yet please do go and check it out if you haven't yet you're really missing a trick definitely worth a listen especially this week so a bonus episode from isla stout and lachlan gibb and scott chatting to the guys it's really really cool so go and have a listen you've heard it from me it gets to the big rab show seal of approval there you are all right speaking of podcasts ourselves on the big rab show yeah you may have noticed we're steamrolling our way towards a big number Yes, episode 200 is not that far away from here. So, yeah, as we're getting closer, we are asking you guys to get involved with episode 200. We want you guys to be a part of it. We want you to tell us what you love about the show and also what you hate about it. What do you think we can do better? And I also have to give a shout to JD Ingranamanamanamanam, who is one of our Patreon supporters, of course. Uh, yeah, he gave us an email for episode 200 and he let us have it. You know, it, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, but he said, yeah, this is the stuff you're doing good, but this is the stuff that maybe isn't so good. And that's exactly what we're after. We'd love to chat about it on episode 200. That's what we're going to do. We're going to look at 200 episodes in retrospect and look at things that we could have done better and things that were just great, you know? So we'll look at the good, the bad, the ugly. So 
Get your emails into us and be a part of episode 200. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. And yes, thanks to the weekly drone this week, I dare say we'll be talking about that sexism episode. Hmm. The one that still makes me cringe. Yeah, horrible. But yeah, get your emails into us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Okay, now I've mentioned this on previous Big Rab shows now until I'm blue in the face, but Rora have released a brand new album, and I've been talking about it now on Fuse till I'm blue in the bake. It's called Live at the Old Fruit Market, and it's absolutely incredible. Those guys who know, you know. Rora are an absolutely incredible live band and have been stomping through the Celtic and folk music scene now for years. And now that they've finally released a live album from the old fruit market, you'll get to hear it firsthand just the energy that these guys bring to a live performance. Now, of course, 2020 has been quite a sucky year. We haven't been able to have any live gigs and stuff from the likes of Rora, who obviously would have been touring off the back of this album. But... They are released it all online and you guys can go and purchase a copy now through Rora's website. Go and have a listen to it. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. I think there's a couple of tracks on there actually from Rora on Spotify. They haven't got the full album listed, but they have put out like a little teaser. They've put like a couple of tracks on Spotify just to kind of give you an idea of what happens at the fruit market. And then if you're so tempted, you can go and buy the full album from the band's website. And guys... The the band themselves have now been going for 10 years strong. And if you aren't aware of Aurora, I don't know where you've been, but if you're into trad, folk, Celtic music at all, then you have to listen to Aurora, spelled R-U-R-A. These guys are absolute juggernauts in that world. And yeah, you need to check out this brand new album live at the Old Fruit Market. I dare say I'll be thumping out tunes from that on Fuse now for the next few weeks. You'll be absolutely scunnered listening to it. <laughs> there you are. So congratulations to Rora on your new album. I wish you every success with it. There you are. Okay, moving on. I have to give a shout this week to the City of Edinburgh Pipes and Drums because they uh, announced a brand new sponsorship deal for the band. Now, we do know in times of pandemic, bands at the moment are suffering big time. Yeah, because bands haven't been able to fundraise at all. They haven't been able to have concerts, uh, bake sales, jumble sales, whatever bands normally do to fundraise. Well, they have been unable to do that. And that's where we're seeing financial moves like this by pipe bands. It's actually quite exciting news. So the City of Edinburgh Pipes and Drums announced that they have a partnership, sorry, sponsorship agreement with Unison, the Lothian Health Branch. Yeah, so that has helped the band secure its future for the foreseeable future. So I have to say congratulations on securing a sponsor. And it's great to see that such and people are supporting bands, you know? So, yeah, shout out to the City of Edinburgh, Pipes and Drums. Very exciting to see that the sponsors come in. And this could be something that we will see more of in future. We dare say that more companies out there will be reaching out to pipe bands for advertising. And bands, of course, will say, yeah, you could slap your logo all over our bass drum, but uh, you need to buy us all new uniforms. <laughs> Or pay our travel for the next three years. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Something like that. So, yeah, we dare say there will be more sponsorship deals in the piping world. So this could be the start of many, I think. But congratulations to the City of Edinburgh Pipes and Drums. Very exciting stuff. So, 
Moving on, I have to chat about a little TV show that happened on BBC Scotland over here in the UK. Um, if for those guys out there who are piping fans at all, you will know who the young Scots trad musician of the year 2020 is, and that's Ali Levesque. So Ali was actually in action on Scottish television playing with the Scottish Symphony Orchestra. And I have to say... It was all socially distant, of course. All the musicians were all really well spaced out. And they took up the entire concert hall, if anything. And the whole thing was filmed and recorded live. This was absolutely incredible. For those of you who are Ali Levac fans, of course, you're going to know that Ali really knows his way around a whistle and a set of pipes, for that matter. And this performance with the Scottish Symphony Orchestra was simply masterful. And you can completely understand why he won such an accolade of the Young Traditional Musician of the Year 2020. Now, for those of you interested here in the UK, you can go back and watch it. It's available on the BBC iPlayer. I would really recommend it. All you have to search for is the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra and you will find the performances up there. Now, it's absolutely... I, I can't find the words for it. Hypnotic, I suppose. But honestly, from a piping and whistle playing point of view... It blew me away. It was absolutely awesome. So congratulations to Ali Levesque. And what a body of work. Playing with a symphony orchestra is bound to be some experience, I have to be honest. To have that many people behind you playing with you, that's just bound to be an awesome experience. So congratulations to Ali. And for those of you interested, go and have a search for it. The BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra and Ali Levesque. What, what a night's music, man. That was simply awesome. Okay, now I did talk about the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast and I have to give a special shout this week to Stephen Russell. Go on, Stephen, you legend. Now, why is Stephen a legend? Well, number one, I think on the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, he did let us know that he's recently got engaged. Yay! Congratulations, Stephen. Uh, Yeah, I think that shocked a lot of people. (laughs) I'm joking, of course. I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah, seriously, congratulations, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I dare say I'm going to have to buy myself a new frock now. <laughs> uh, but the reason why I'm giving Stephen a shout on this week's show is uh, because, of course, he was a featured interviewee on Pipe Band and Chill. Now, this is a social media page that highlights people from around the bagpiping world of interest. And Stephen, of course, is an incredibly interesting guy. And yeah, he was part of the Big Rab Show team for the longest time, in fact, quite a number of years, uh, where Stephen worked tirelessly along with ourselves, working on Big Rab Show stuff. And then he branched off and started doing the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. And we're not going to say any more about that now, are we? No, we're not. Uh, but Stephen still remains a good mate of the show, <laughs> of course. And uh, yeah, if you are interested in checking out and seeing Stephen's interview and all the rest and getting some background on the man himself, uh, so go and check that out. It's up there now on Pipe Band and Chill on social media. It's definitely worth a read because you do get some insight into Stephen's own personal playing, his involvement with various different bands and roles of responsibility within such. So yeah, a fascinating interview and yeah fantastic stuff do you know what we're gonna to have to get steven back on the rab show i think we're gonna to have to get him in and just grill him all about this up to the line thing again and have a chat with steven it's been a while since we caught up with him actually so yeah steven if you're listening to the pod mate i'm gonna be getting in contact with you shortly uh be warned <laughs> 
So, this week I have to give a little shout to a website called bagpipe.news, where this week they released an article about uh, Stuart Little and competing for the Silver Chanter. When he talks about it, it was... He called it just a different kind of pressure, and that's the headline here. Now, for you guys who know, uh, the Silver Chanter was competed for at this year's Pipe and Live, and he talks about the whole thing and just how the competition shook down. So, go and check it out. I'm not going to read the article for you guys, just to point you in the direction that it's there. It's really quite interesting, because there is a conversation there to be had about competition when it's held online, and it's really interesting. There you are. So, go and check that out. Okay, this week, in fact, just today, when I'm recording this, I have to give a special plug to Andrew Lawson. Now, you guys are going to know that name, of course. Andrew Lawson, lead drummer with Shots and Dykehead. Now, he's announced something really quite exciting uh, that'll have drummers all over the piping world, uh, yeah, racing for their laptops to get this downloaded. Yes, Andrew has released a book of drum scores from the Shots and Dykehead Rise concert. Now, this includes the drum salute as well. A lot of guys actually asked me about that. I said, yeah, the book's coming out. That's brilliant. Does it have the drum salute? Yes, it does. (laughs) So, this book will now be available on Andrew Lawson's website, where you can go and check it out on social media. Go and have a look at Andrew Lawson Drums. Uh, For those of you interested... And that whole concert from Shots, entitled Rise, all of the drum scores are there. Plus, Andrew will be having a YouTube channel launched in the next coming days where he will be performing all the drum scores and you can play along at home. Now, this is really quite an interesting model. Uh, He's basically saying pay what you can afford. Yeah, he's uh, making the book available. And if you can just afford a couple of quid, then... That's all you can afford, then drop them a couple of quid, you know? So if you're going to be downloading this book, you know, if you can afford 50, 60 pounds, he's not going to say no. But, you know, if you think it's reasonable to pay him a tenner for the book, then, of course, there you go. Uh, But, yeah, go and check it out. Andrew Lawson Drums, a very, very exciting new book for the drumming world. And, uh, yeah, well worth checking out uh, because I know myself. I love that Rise album from Shots and some of those tunes in there, man. Especially the Rise medley itself. That's one of my particular favourites from shots from this last few years. And yeah, I think it was kind of the swan song of Ryan Canning when he. That's the last time he hit the concert hall stage as pipe major of shots. So yeah, what an incredible collection of drum scores to grab a hold of. Definitely one for drummers. There you are. Shameless plug for Andrew Lawson, but I don't care. It needs done. All right. Now, I do know we've got a couple of messages asking me to talk about the Blackthorn Piping Society here in Northern Ireland again. And folks were asking, is it happening in September or is it not? Well, no, it isn't. Uh, yeah, they put an announcement out on their social media on the 9th of September saying that due to all of the changing uh, regulations and the ever-changing regulations, I should say, around COVID-19 and social distancing and all of that, they've been unable to open their doors in September. Fingers crossed, though, that they do hope to open their doors again on the 21st of October, where they've rescheduled again. Uh, So, with a bit of luck, the the Blackthorn Piping Society will open its doors in October and we can enjoy some blistering and piping. There you are. All right. So, guys, that's been quite an action-packed news for this week. As you will agree, there's quite a lot happening in the piping world this week. Uh, Some positive, some negative, and some downright tragic. Absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, So, yeah, if you have any thoughts at all 
on anything that we've presented in the first half of the show, especially our weekly drone or anything like that, then do get in contact with us. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There's a lot out there that we would love you guys to comment on, so definitely get in contact with us. You are the lifeblood of the show. There you are. All right. I think it's got to be that time of the week again. Yeah. I think it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. McClellan Bagpipes From North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan From Euston, Scotland They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making Using the finest materials Employing bespoke design And committing to constant innovation and evolution Including exciting new products Such as the Elevation Chanter Plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes For the next generation Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes indeed, it's topic of the week time, and yes, for those of you who have clicked on this week's episode, uh, this should be the time where you're pressing play if you wanted to ignore all the news. I am aware of a lot of people who fast forward through the first half of the show just to get to the interview, Uh, so... (laughs) For shame, Andy Fusco. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's talked about that at length, as I suppose, on his podcast, The Chandler Rant. And, um, yeah, saying, I just skip over all the rubbish and just get to the topic, you know. Uh, sometimes there's value in the rubbish, you know. There you are. 
Uh, but yeah, shout out to the guys at Chandran. Actually, they've really been knocking out of the park this last while. So many incredible, entertaining episodes this last while, as, as well as ones featuring. Uh, they had one with Aaron McLean. Um, ex-field marshal drummer of course and now lead tipper of St Joseph's and of course he's helping us out at North Texas as well so it's brilliant catching up with Aaron on the guys at Chandler Rant but again listener discretion is advised it's not for the faint hearted uh, but hilarious and very very entertaining so there you are you have been warned it's not for the faint hearted but definitely worth checking out I am a fan and people keep asking me Rab what about the guys at Chandler Rant do you hate them uh, no, I don't actually love them. I love that show over there. It's so irreverent, and they come into Pipe and World from a completely different angle, and that's my honest opinion. I really love what they're doing over there. Keep it going. Now, a lot of you guys have been emailing in this last while about the progress of another such Pipe and Podcast to like to call themselves the Premier Pipe Band Podcast. You guys know exactly who I'm talking about, and... Yeah, we've received a lot of emails recently about their last few episodes and asked for my own personal opinion on such. And uh, I want to get into the topic of the week. But if you do want to hear my thoughts on such a premier pipe band podcast, then who knows, we might talk about it next week. But I need emails. If you want to know my thoughts on the, the premier pipe band podcast, then of course get in contact with us. Uh, I'll throw that out there. BigRabShow at gmail.com. I got a feeling it could be a controversial one. <laughs> Starting a war in the podcasting world, Rab, are you? Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Anyway, it's time for the topic of the week, and it's the whole reason you've tuned in this week. And yes, this week I got talking to quite a drumming legend here in Northern Ireland. Yes, currently drummer, of course, with Ravara Pipe Band in Grade 2. Current World Drum Corps champions, I should drop in there. So yeah, we managed to get catching up with Matthew and just finding out exactly what has been going on uh, with the guys at Ravara, how have they been getting through lockdown. And Matthew, of course, has been heavily involved in teaching piping and drumming here in the UK. And yeah, we just catch up with Matthew and see exactly how he's continuing teaching uh, through this global pandemic. So, without further ado, I think I should introduce Matthew Shaw to the show. Welcome to the show, Mr. Matthew Shaw. Hello, Matthew. Hello. Not too bad, mate. And if anything, you're not a stranger to the Rab Show, to be fair. Not at all. I a few goes at it. A few goes, yeah. Plus, you were on Rab Show Live as well. So, you, yeah, well, you're certainly not a stranger to the show. Not at all. <laughs> but it's good to catch up with you, mate. Uh, if anything, um, we've been doing little feature episodes and stuff on bands and one of the bands we wanted to feature was Ravara of course and your lead tipper was Ravara I think it would be fair to say you guys had quite a decent season last year that was well from the drum corps point of view it was very good the band season was pretty good too it's just uh, we hit the world as a band we just didn't quite get the result at all no the drum corps it was a sort of bittersweet day no the drum corps taking up the, the top prize and then the band not even getting placed at all Will have a better sweet day. That's it. So you were kind of celebrating on one end, but kind of yeah, yeah, sort of probably yeah. a lot of guys because I've, I've actually I'm actually the longest serving drummer in the band at the minute. So I sort of know the band inside out, and a couple of the new guys they knew they won the worlds, and they didn't the band prize didn't really sort of hit them the way it hit me. Yeah, yeah. still celebrate. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't still celebrate it all right, but <laughs> no, that was a wee bit just that better sweet thing. So it was. 
That's a combination of the two. So yeah. I think for our international folks listening right now, or even watching on our YouTube channel, can you give us a little bit of a background about Ravara Pipe Band? Whereabouts are you based? Your grade? Have you got many in your band, for example? Uh, right. We're based in Ballygown, which is a wee town and just maybe about 20 minutes outside Belfast. Uh, what we talk about, we're a grade two. I've probably been known for the band that's been bouncing up and down between grade one and grade two the past maybe 20, 30 years. <laughs> you know, we've been grade two, grade one, grade two, grade one sort of thing, bouncing up. But then we're in grade two the past couple of years. Uh, we're probably talking about 30, 40 members. We'll have all around. There you go. So I had a few more new ones in for this season, but unfortunately they didn't get a chance to play this year. Yeah, if anything, that was one of my big regrets, actually, not seeing Rivara this incoming season. Yeah. How have you guys been coping with lockdown and the cancellation of everything? Just, well, just everyone just trying to keep safe and do whatever they can do. You know, we, uh, we tried a couple of Zoom practices. Well, not really Zoom practices, a couple of Zoom meetings. Once we knew the sort of restrictions were starting to uh, ease off, hmm. we talked about maybe trying to get some sort of form of pad practice just to meet up and have a gym with each other and have a bit of a social laugh. Yeah, just to meet up and with that, mates and stuff. That's and, really all it is. Yeah. And play a couple of tunes in between time. No, that's really all we're looking to do. We did get a couple of practices. But uh, so really it all it depends on weather and all sorts of stuff that come in. You can plan for a couple of weeks and then it comes to the day and it lashes out there. I don't really get a chance to do anything. Because so, at the time, because uh, we practice in the Orange Hall, at the time around we were in the 12, all the Orange Halls were shut off. Oh, so all yeah. the community centres Orange Halls so we weren't allowed. So at least it was outside or nothing. Sort of thing. So it's understandable that we're, we're, we're just looking to follow the rules and stuff and try to do our best with it. But we're not really, we're just sort of going along as best as we can. No, I made a couple of wee changes to scores and stuff for the past, just send them out and if I haven't learned, I haven't learned. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> Well, that's it. As, you know, as lead drummer, it's bound to be one of the biggest challenges is keeping your players engaged because everyone now is all sitting in front of the telly. You know what that's I mean? All. I think everybody is. But we have, we'll have a, a group chat going and so we've got a regular chat, post a couple of silly things and a couple of funny things just to keep everybody a couple of ideas and what should we do. And then we're flat out there over the world weekend. We, saying we should have been here and there and whatever. Yeah. But no, I think... I have no real big worries at the, at the minute. I think maybe six months down the line, if we're still in this situation, I might be sort of going, I think everybody will be in the same boat here as what we'll have anything here. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. That, that's one of the biggest worries, actually, we've been talking about on the show. Will we have a season for 2021? But, you know, we're not going to get into that now. No, that, that, okay, that's, no another... that. that's negative. We don't talk about that anymore. No, not at all. Yeah. So, if anything, you guys, what is the development program within Ravara? Do you guys actively tick on young folks to play in the to be band? Honest, it's... <laughs> we'll give anybody a chance, really. No, especially if there's a couple of ones maybe come from grade three and four, want to have a go, bring them in. No, we'll work with them. If, if the space is there, we'll give them a go. If they're good enough, they'll, play, they'll, they'll be there to play. If not, we'll just, sorry, have to go find something else or keep power. Maybe a year or two down the line, and maybe get another chance again. But uh, we haven't really had much of a development sort of learner group this past couple of years. It's just really been the band at the moment. That's been the focus, really, then, for you guys, just maintaining what you have. With, oh, yeah, yeah, because we, we're real strong nucleus of local players, uh, especially, especially in the pipe core. Though. The pipe core, there's maybe half a dozen, at least, have been there 30 years. You know, really good, strong uh, nucleus of players, and some of their, kid, their kids are now starting to play and move into the sort of band. So the drum core is reasonably new 
like I say, I'm the longest serving down. I've been there 10 years, just over 10 years, so I have. So the jump course reasonably new. A lot of young players, local players and stuff, but... That's it indeed. And there's a good nucleus of players, like, so there's the work with. And just keeping everyone together through all of this at the moment. That's I suppose, it. That's is, is no, it's, a good, it's a real, really good family band. Uh, like I say, we do all our trips together and stuff. All the day trips, we'll take the bus. No, very early. The boys now is sort of people start to do their own thing, but generally it's the band takes the bus over and away we go. So it's pretty good that way. That's it. So in 2020, we were all sorts of excited to see you guys uh, because we were expecting quite big things, a lot of new material, a lot of flashy music coming from you guys. Can you give us any kind of a sneak peek? Did you have any new material, anything for us to look forward to? Uh, we had a couple of new tunes, so we'll change all of our marches for this, for this year in the MSRs, and actually changed a couple of the medley tunes around. Uh, stuff, probably worse, stuff that would have heard of, but uh, something new for us in that sense. So I think... Uh, I was going to be a spiel. We were going really well there come January for every time, though the band was really in a good shape. And, you know, after, I think we had, a, if we had got a result of the world last year as a band, maybe third or fourth or something, I think we would consider to go up, no, but class killed as well. Yeah. I think yeah. we might have been in that. So, I think we're, we're looking for a good season, maybe possibly maybe look at the good one the next couple of years ago. It's a couple That's of years. Couple yeah. years. So, if anything, 2019, was one of the most entertaining seasons for grade two. It was watching it was, you and Klaus Kelt battle each other, right? Uh, it really was. It was one week after the next. It was just, uh, pretty much, it was just, you never got the luck of the day. Like That's really yeah. all it was. Both bands, you know, you look at Scotland, Scotland were there, it was always off the top two. We were the top two. Yeah. You know, the first few majors and stuff. So, no, it was good. I really good that way. And the, the home contest, we were, well, no, it was one week out of the next. You don't know who it was. One or the other. And that's what makes 2021 so exciting, man. I can't wait yeah. myself. Um, with, with yourself, obviously, taking the core into 21, uh, what are you looking forward to the most yourself? Well, I have a couple of new players in, so I have a real, real big core going out for next year. So what, just need to keep them going. And hopefully, we'll have even better season than we had last year. I want to sort of, I always told the guys, I want to try to go the whole season undefeated. That's, that's, our, that's our goal. For next year, retain what we have and do better. Yeah. So well, there you go. Well, I'm heading to the bookies then. In that case, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> put some money on. <laughs> yeah. So, so we we'll have to work. We we'll have to work hard because it's very good course. Still in grade two and all that. So we we'll have to. We still have to be on top of our game. It's not like I said. It's never a given anyway. No, no, it's certainly not. That's just what I was going to say to you. Grade two is possibly one of the most. It's possibly one of the yeah. most competitive grades, I think. Yeah, so it can be unpredictable. No, roughly okay, but maybe the top two bands sort of predicted us, like, but generally it's, it can be a mashup each week, like, so it can. Yeah, uh, that's it. It's a flip of a coin. You yeah, know. really can be. You can really be. don't know. Yeah. yeah. So for yourself, Matthew, then, you've kept yourself all sorts of busy over lockdown, mate. Oh, I have to. I'm so bored, so I had to do something. <laughs> uh, doing, doing my use, I probably practice more than I've ever practiced. Right. Uh, right. Just because I'm not got the time to, but I've not been in work for a few weeks at the time there, so I've got a good chance to practice and do stuff that I don't usually get the chance to do. So, uh, uh, right, new school. I think it was those, those flat five challenges came out early enough in lockdown. I think that sort of gave us something to work, work for. So it was a bit of fun. That was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Flam Five. They were definitely, definitely. Yeah, but yourself then, you've created a new YouTube channel. Yeah, I was actually what it was. It was uh, 
Barbara from We Love Pipe Bands sort of asked me to sort of maybe do something along with the page and we'll do a bit of promotion and stuff. So just while I'm off, I might as well have the time. Uh, I do a lot of teaching and stuff anyway. So I thought maybe try to put some sort of short videos together and post them online. A lot of people are doing it anyway, so it's just more so trying to get across the way I would teach it rather than just do some you know, generic yeah. online videos. Because everybody and anybody at top level can do that because mm-hmm. everybody's having to go at it. So just what try to do it, get a couple of videos up and see what they think. And then I tried the, the couple of score videos as well, so just try to keep it different, you know, three different scores and stuff up. So That's it. If anything, we've been huge fans. We've talked about it before on the Rab Show whenever it launched, and we told yeah. people you had to check it out because you do put your own twist on things. You know, it's not your usual do A, B, and C. You do A and then try B and then maybe C and then, you know. And them all together. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's it. You have to, especially as a leader, you have to make your own sort of stand on tunes. You know, everybody has, you no know, most successful ones all have their own styles. I sort of want to be putting towards that as well. That's it. So, do you want to give a shameless plug on the show for your YouTube channel? Go ahead. Oh, give us a like and subscribe. Matthew Shaw Drummond. There you are. Class. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I ask then, also, good friend of the show, your dad, he's yeah. enjoying happy retirement now from lifting the bass drum. Is he still involved in Rivara Band at all? Yes, no, I haven't really. just suspected it. But uh, if, there's any, if there's any chance he does get the chance to lift that drum, he'd be straight on it. I'm sure, yeah. He'd be straight on it. So, he would. That's it. So, well, I need to ask then, through lockdown and all the rest, we've talked about motivating your players and keeping them involved, but yourself, what motivates you to keep playing? That's my hobby. I enjoy my hobby. So, you know, people maybe find it a chore nowadays, you No, know, have to go to practice, have to do this and do that, but, but I enjoy my drumming. I have the, the tools there that sort of play any score I want, look at any exercise I want, do any what I want, so I can keep myself occupied. It does... On your own, it does get a bit boring. So that's, I think I did organise a few lessons with, on Zoom or whatever and just something a wee bit different as well. Because it can't be... That's why I tried to get back to practice as soon as I could. Yeah. That is, of course, so much more fun than sitting practice on your own for whatever. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I have to agree. But you're literally just playing for the love of it, Matthew. And that, that's where you are at the moment, yeah. I like to say it's my hobby. I don't want to... I have no intention to stop it anytime soon. That's a good man. That's, that's the right answer, I should say. Yeah. Cracking stuff. So I have to say then, see whenever you're composing scores and writing for new tunes yeah. and things, this is a question we get quite a lot actually for drummers. Yeah. Um, where do you even begin? Where do you start to think about writing uh, a score? Well, Piper sort of, well, actually, it used to be, well, everybody sort of talk about the Piper's pick the tunes and they give it the job. But actually, recently, between myself and Greg, we sort of helped work around with the melodies, so maybe pick a couple of tunes and help arrange a couple of tunes and stuff. But generally, when the when the when the tune comes out, I'll uh, I'll get the sheet music, the piping sheet music, and the recording. Mm-hmm. Work away. I can generally, if I want something done quickly and everybody wants to learn it quickly, I'll do it quickly. I'll not leave it a couple of weeks here and there, and maybe yeah. I have a fair idea what the tune. If I have a recording of the tune, I play it in the car when I'm driving home, back and forth to work. Get the idea of the tune in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, use the sheet music, the pipe and sheet music for the actual sort of the monotone rhythm and the find out where different pitch notes are because sometimes uh, the pitch notes can affect what I'm going to play, you know? Right, yes, yes. So yeah. it, it can't go quite tight. Sometimes it just, I can listen to the recording, I can feel the whole thing coming through. I don't need to really think too much, but there's a couple of phrases I'm not too sure about that I would really need to sort of look in 
right into the, a couple of bars of the fighting music just to, to finish it off. I see. So you do kind of draw from the actual pipe score as well. Yeah, yeah 100%. I think for ensemble-wise, you need, you need that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a pipe band, and we're the drum corps, we're supporting the pipe corps you know, as an ensemble. You know. yeah. And what I want to hear, you know, if people listen to us warm up as a core, they can go, oh, I know that tune. I can tell you that's, that's that tune. That's the one which I be not. Then sometimes you can over, overdo it, where it's, you're so close to the pipe music, but you're not actually playing any material as such. Yeah, you do have to take away the melody a wee bit to play a few different elements and stuff and phrases and stuff that actually sound that you want to listen to. Yeah, that's it. So, as well as accompanying the music, you also have to make it a functioning drum score. Yeah, you do. Know, you know, yeah, you can. Yeah, I can. You can write any score to any tune following the pipe music, and it could be done. It may follow that. It may follow the pipe music perfectly. Yeah. It's all went absolutely perfect, but you wouldn't want to listen to it. Yeah, that, that sounds like nothing. So, yeah. Right. So it's about, it's about getting that balance. No, sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it horribly wrong. There you go. So that's you it. So, Trial and error. Absolutely. No, there's a couple of, there's definitely, you ask my guys, no, on the sheet music, we have a, a version, whatever. Sometimes I get up to six or seven before we are right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. It's a process. I think it's a, yeah, process. It's a process. Definitely. The guys have to like it as well. Sometimes I, I throw a score up the band practice and sell it down and it's thrown up and thrown in the bin before I even get through the second part. Oh wow! They're oh, as quick I, as oh, that, I yeah. They have to have their say. No, a couple, of, a couple of guys do have to like to have their say. Right, find a couple of suicidal uh, phrases in it that just gets <laughs> that's a tore up and thrown in the bin. Just that's it. That's, We're that's, not that's playing that. That's happened before. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, words. I was going to say, not every lead drummer would be open to something like that, you know? I think, you, know, you have to be open. Stuff like that, no. There's no such thing as my way or the highway anymore, no. At the end of the day, it does sort of come down to that. Hmm. But you still have to, you know, your core has to be involved as well. That's it. It's a collective. It's a team effort, isn't it? It is. It? Yeah, it exactly. Is. So, Matthew, you teach from bare-bone beginners, never held a pair of sticks, right the way up to advanced playing and a lot of our listeners actually would be lifting the sticks for the first time yeah. have you mm-hmm. any tips even from beginners up to advanced really all it comes down to you need to be well taught uh, I know plenty of people have been taught by people who have the clue you know, they've been taught poorly the techniques poor yeah. you know, if you start off with a good technique uh, and just take your time with the movements and do what your tutor tells you to do I know a lot of people want to take two or three steps ahead and try to go straight in the scores or whatever and without even knowing how to play a sound stroke roll. They want to try and play. Uh, I know plenty of YouTube drummers as well. They yep. tell me to come and play along the Phil Marshall on YouTube and play the very best. But <laughs> yeah, I, that's, In their only world, that's all right, but not to anybody else. No, that's uh, that, yeah. I we do know quite a few YouTube drummers, yeah, uh, and who, who don't even hold the sticks correctly, which is a bit no, which is flatter. I think they're absolutely superb. Yeah, well, it's strange, and this is something actually I wanted to debate with you, uh, myself, and Garth McLeese were talking on the Rab Show a while ago. Now uh-huh. I'm not a lefty, but I actually have a pair of sticks here. See, I'm doing visual stuff on the radio, right? Uh-huh. But I have always held my sticks with my right hand, like this, you know, uh-huh. with, with the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gareth actually spoke about he had to learn again with the other Twitch. way around. Yeah. He re-taught himself. Yeah. 
uh, what's your experience with that? Have you ever had any drummers come uh, to the core holding them? Not really, no, I don't. I've always, played that, I've always played that way, but my left hand, I used to play one finger across the top of the stick. Oh, instead of two? Instead oh. of two, but then sort of maybe yeah. four oh, years in the being playing, I gradually brought myself around the two fingers across the stick, but sort of, I was, I was, I was one. Just the, the stick. I, I, like I was kind of dead. I don't know what was happening off from my playing at the time, but I knew once I started working on the two stick, I, I didn't notice a change in my playing. Yeah, yeah, so. that's it. So are you a believer in the traditional grip where that's it, uh, or do you believe in playing comfortably? Yeah, if you're good enough to play whatever step, no, whatever. No. There you are. <laughs> I, will, I will take the absolute hand on anybody who does play the other way. You yeah. know, we do have a player in our core who does play the other way, and he, he gets, it gets dull to us. But he's still a good player. It's, part, no, it's, all, it's all part of good heart and good fun stuff, but he does get dogs abuse for it. That's it. I still get dogs abuse myself, to be honest. Yeah. Just, just take it on board for that. That's what you do. You just, you just laugh at it and move on. Aye, that's it. Yeah, you look at that Egypt there. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. That, that's a, a very nerdy drumming question I figured I would ask you there. Yeah. Uh, so can I ask then about one last question about drumming before we get on to some other questions here about the bass and tenor core? Um, what sort of interaction would you have with creating bass and tennis uh, course? Realistically, I doesn't. I I do take a bit, but I don't really take a bit. I sort of leave that down to the bass and tennis to work it out themselves. Hmm. Unless there's certain bars and phases I know I want these to play something there, or yeah. where the drummers are stopping, you are playing there, whether you like it or not, sort of thing. <laughs> I want you to come up with something to put in there. Yeah. Generally, I just let them tear away. Unless there's something, and then you know, down the line when they're playing along and it doesn't sound, it's fitting to well, I'll say, like, change, change something there. Mm-hmm. No, it's not, it's not working. Not working with us. So, generally, I just leave it down to them. There you go. That's interesting. So, so who would take care of that? Would that be Craig, your bass drummer? Craig, or? Craig would take care of the, Craig would have to take care of the, the sort of, the, the, most of the stuff and just sort of, the rest of the guys have their wee, try to sort of spell them on and say what they, what they agree with and what they don't agree with, especially with flourishing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, there you go. That's so, interesting. So, so you give them opportunity then just to have their own voice, really? I yeah. pretty much just leave them to it. You know, I'll, I'll send them the, the score and the recording and stuff, and I just let them tear away. There you go. That's so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Their inner workings of Rivara Drum Corps. You've heard it here, folks. There you go. That's it. <laughs> so Matthew I know I've asked you the Rab Show staples a hundred times before but let's remind our listeners again about your favourite cheese mate favourite cheese mm. so, I don't know I've, had, I've been absolutely flat out in cheese the past couple so I'm sort of I'm torn at the minute oh, no. absolutely torn so, you know, it's hard to be a good cheddar but and mozzarella and all that but uh, I think everybody's all on top of the Hillary cheese at the minute Oh, there you go. People keep saying this every time I ask about the cheese. Halloumi keeps coming up. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's up there, like it is definitely up there, like. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try this. Definitely gonna have to try this. Okay, don't slap her in the palm. Away you go. That's the way to go. So, uh, yellow flashes. Then the fluorescent yellow flashes. That yes or no? Absolutely not. Thank you. Yes, no, I agree totally. Yeah, they're a disaster. If I want to look like a Teletubby, I'll put the Teletubby suit on. <laughs> um, pineapple on pizza. Yes, absolutely no. not. You must be joking. Throw the pizza in the bag. Thank you. Yes, pineapple. you're not a savage. Yeah. No, no, don't be savage. <laughs> it's no business being there. 
No, okay. absolutely um, I need to ask you then, I've already asked you questions on the show about your most memorable moment. And of course, mm-hmm. you talked about lifting the worlds and everything. But what has been your most embarrassing moment in piping and drumming, Matthew? Oh, dear. That's a big uh, question. You probably need to ask everybody else for that. <laughs> uh, there was a video when I think it was when Sinclair won the Worlds in 2015 I think I had I don't know if I had the camera at the time but I think it caught everybody that surprise I just went in the full high pitched scream <laughs> shouting at the top of it but I completely went high pitched I don't know way up there somewhere it was. <laughs> uh, it was I think it circulated there a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about it uh, well I think well, I've done other I've, you need to have plan to say if you send this out and a couple of people comment on it, they'll probably uh, quickly tell me, so they would. Ah, there you go. So you can comment below. Those who know Matthew well, you can comment what his most embarrassing moment is. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so, Matthew, if anything, mate, all the very best to the guys in Rivara. Please send our best. Yeah. Um, oh, we wish as well, rolling into 2021. And, of course, for your YouTube channel as well. Yes, thank yeah. you. Keep us informed in any new developments, man. We'll be more oh, yes, happy to chat about it. Well, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for joining us on the show, Matthew, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again another time. Yes, Cheers. no problem at all. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Ah, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much to Matthew for taking time to chat to us here on the Big Rab Show. It's, honestly, it's awesome when people take the time of day to chat to us on the show because we do know that folks have filled their time with a load of other stuff and people are busy at the moment, you know. So it's great whenever, you know, someone can just sit down and have a good old yarn with you on the show. So it's fantastic stuff. And if you would like to be on the show, by the way, or if there's anyone you would like to see on the show, then email us, of course, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll line up a chat with you. And of course, like I said at the very beginning, if anything that Matthew was chatting about there, or of course, anything that we had on our weekly drone or listener mail, any of the news stories that we've dropped this past week, then if you have opinions or commentary or anything at all, or even if you want to have a submission for the weekly drone, then get in contact with us. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, I have to stress, if you do want to contribute to the Weekly Drone, you need to say that in the, either the subject line or at the very start of your email. And then we will know that it has to be treated anonymously and that it is for that particular section of the show. I hope that makes sense. All right, guys. So, get your nominations in for the Big Rab Show Awards! 2020, you haven't got long to get your nominations in. Uh, Plus, of course, don't forget, you can support us on Patreon. Every click really means the world. Plus, you can get Rab Show merch, and we have our offers and everything with Piper's Dojo. Tons of ways for you guys to enjoy loads of great piping content until next week's podcast. There you are. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. If you haven't already, please do subscribe. So wherever you're listening to us right now, every week when I upload another one, you'll get a little bing to let you know that I have uploaded another one. Also, don't forget, check us out on social media. We're all over Facebook, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Give us a follow, a thumbs up, all that good stuff. And we will catch up with all of you guys here on the Big Rab Show podcast next week. So until next week, hope you're all keeping well, stay safe, and we'll see you all again. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Verarian District. 
Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>